Hey y'all, it's Tarkeisha. Welcome to the Think Yourself Crazy Podcast, a podcast about all things overthinking. Here, we'll share information about overthinking, we'll share tips to stop overthinking, we will even discuss tips that will help you tame your thoughts. But most of all, I'm excited about getting you involved. Yep, you get to be a part of the podcast with me by sharing your overthinking stories and questions. It's quite simple. All you have to do is click the link to the jot form in the show description, and it's a few one-two steps to get your story and our question submitted. Often, you will hear me remind you that you too are worth best case scenario. So, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey y'all, happy Tuesday. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm tired. That's nothing new. I'm sleepy. I'm tired. I didn't sleep good last night. I had a hectic week. Um, Emotions everywhere. Anxiety high as the sky. Body sore. You know, all the things that an almost 40 year old begins to feel. But last night I slept pretty bad and I haven't had my nap today um and I couldn't put this off any longer because as you guys know I'm a day late a few days late a couple of weeks late and so I had to make sure I had everything in line to get back with you guys um and so since our this of course is the last letter of our series the the e in fudge of our old fudget series I'm going to skip updates on my life. I'll have an episode on that um, because something new, something God, hint, hint, is happening in my life. I have some travel coming up that I'm looking forward to because I need a break um, and just, you know, all the things. So I'll do when we when we do our um, summary of old fudge, I'll catch you guys up on life. But these look. I'm about to call it a session. These episodes have been long as Monday. And so I got to jump right into it. And today I have a guest with me, a really special guest. And of course, episodes go longer whenever I have a guest. So, um, yeah, we're going to introduce the guest because what? We don't invite anyone into our homes without getting to know them, without them saying hi first. Make sure we make the proper introduction. And then we're going to get into the E. And if you've checked out the um, Instagram, you've seen the E's that we're discussing today. And I think they're going to be some really good ones that are going to evoke some very good conversation and some thoughts. So you can always share your feedback on Instagram. You can comment, chime in on the poll. And I'm going to start putting a takeaway back up there. I know the first season I would put a... Uh, like my takeaway from each episode and then give you guys a chance to to comment what your takeaway was so i'm going to start doing that again to make sure we're keeping the conversation going so if you're not following us on instagram make sure you do that and think yourself crazy oh yeah so guests special guests why don't you introduce yourself hey y'all what's up it's kelly um tarkeisha's little sister I am the youngest of the three Wallace girls. I am a registered nurse by profession, and I am the owner of the Coaching Corner, 
Um, you can follow me as well on social media, on Instagram. And yeah, I'm excited to be here to discuss the E and O fudget, um, those E's that cause us to overthink. Yay. So, Shelly is my little sister, the youngest of the bunch. She's also my Sarah, um, my sister in Christ, um, my niece and nephews, mommy, all of those things. And so, she's here. I thought she'd be um, a good person to speak about. One of these E's specifically, whenever I came to it, I was like, oh, Kelly would be a good addition here. Plus, I think... Maybe we were trying to get her on the G, maybe, of overthink. Yes. No, the D. We were mm. trying to get you on the D, yeah. but you were traveling or doing something you weren't available. Um, And so, had something. I don't know. But anywho, so today, hold on, y'all. I got to respond to this text message. Wait a minute. Okay. They'll wait for the rest of the things. Okay. So today we're talking about the four E's. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Yes. Four E's will address for, um, oh, fudget. And again, you've seen the, the post, or if you have not, here they are. One, expectations. Two, emptiness. Three, emotions. Four, exits or endings. So, which of those four cause you to overthink? Is it expectations, emptiness, emotions, exits, or endings? Well, y'all know me. So most of the time, I, I'm an all of the above girl, right? I'll tell y'all at the end or as we go where I fall and while I, why I fall. And you're going to see, as we've seen in previous ep episodes, how some of these actually relate back to previous letters that we've we've discussed together here so let's get into expectations so you guys know i like to give you a definition and so um the definition of expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future so the main definition is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Or it might be a belief that someone will or should achieve something. Okay, so when we have an expectation, that means we're believing something will happen or that it is going to be the case in the future. I have an expectation that I'm going to be a wife one day. I'm gonna, I have an expectation that I'm going to have a thriving business. I have an expectation that I'm going to get to my ideal weight. So it's something that we're believing to happen in the future. And so one of the things that, that I think about whenever we're talking about expectations just the belief of something happening may not always cause us to overthink. But what tends to happen is that what we're believing. So not having the belief. And, and for some people, for some of you, you might say, hey, look, I'm the one that for some of my beliefs, I mean, just for having the belief, I overthink. Like to even think that things can happen for me, especially positive things. That best case scenario, we don't always think that that applies to me. That's for everybody else, right? But when we have specific expectations, when we have unexpressed expectations, I really wanted to say that and I wanted to 
talk about that on the you episode, but I saved it to, to couple it here within expectations. When we have unexpressed expectations, those things tend to, to cause us to overthink. And here's why. When we have unexpressed expectations, we're expecting things of others. We're expecting, you know, people to show up in ways that we have not communicated. Right. Mm -hmm. So we are going around with with a, a silent hope. Really, it, it is not a full expectation because I don't believe we've really translated that so to a person. Right. So I am dating a person and I'm walking around with the belief of this is going to be my future husband. Mm -hmm. But we have not even talked about being in a committed relationship or we have not even kind of talked about what a future together looks like. We have not talked about if, if marriage is even on his agenda. Right. So then I'm over. I get to overthinking about is he going to marry me? Is he going to wife me up? Is he willing to commit to me? But we haven't had a conversation. But now I'm thinking myself crazy mm -hmm. over something that I have not divulged or really engaged with him to say, look, this is what I, this is what I'm hoping for. Y'all know I'll use relationships because that's where I live. That that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm going to get out of my business on this podcast, but you know, we have expectations when it comes to school, when it comes yeah. to work, when it comes to family, when it comes to, um, to business, we have these expectations. One of the things, let me speak to business and then I'm going to get you to chime in Kelly. Okay. Um, we have, and, and I, I literally just had a call last night about it. a lot of people come to me about business advice or suggestion or, you know, kind of just pointing them in right directions or whatever, because I've been in business for a while, but people don't know how well my business does or how poor it does. Right. Mm -hmm. And I tell, and I, you know, I recall telling you, did you tell them about the coaching corner? Yes. I okay. Need All right. Sorry. I think I was responding to the tape, but we'll go back into that. But I recall whenever you started the coaching corner and especially with your merch, like you would be like, well, you know, not really comparing or maybe comparison sometimes, but like, but, but this person's business took off and this person's business is doing mm -hmm. this and you're not the only person that does it. Yeah. Um, lots of people do it. And I would tell y'all, praise God and amen. I, in business it's right now I'm overthinking because of some changes I made in my business and I'm not overthinking. I'm just anxious as heck, you know, but we, we get to thinking and comparing to the businesses mm -hmm. of others when we don't really know the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And one thing I remember telling Kelly and so many others is that people show us what they want us to see, right? We don't see the building process of everybody. We definitely don't see the struggle. We don't see the denied, you know, um, loans or grants that they may apply for. We don't see the, the fluctuations in clientele and things like that. We certainly don't see their red, you know, their negative in, in um, revenue, mm -hmm. right? People show us what they want to see, want us to see. I was telling this girl last night, I said, she was like, oh, but I've been at this for a year. I'm like, girl, that's no time in business. Mm -hmm. I'm learning that. <laughs> I've been at this since 2015 and soar. It, it, it's, it's like a Richter scale. It's very wavy. There are periods where it's really, really high tie. And there's periods where I'm like, isn't any revenue coming in here, you know, this month or whatever. 
But one of the things people don't show you is that some people, oh, I quit my job and I end my business and, and it's flourishing. Mm -hmm. But they don't tell you that their husband is a six-figure earner and he taking care of all the bills so that they can do that. Mm -hmm. Or that they took out a massive loan so that they could do that. Or that before they did that, they saved for a year to yeah. ensure that they can, you know... Um, when they started this business, they already had like a surplus of savings so that if there was not any immediate revenue building, that they there they was some okay. security. Yeah. Right. And so I think we have these expectations. One set on what we see other people. Oh, I see the family with two kids, two dogs, a beautiful home, two happy parents. And so I'm basing my expectations off of that instead of basing it off where we are. So what, what do you say when it comes to expectations? What about that? Is this an area that you live that, that expectations sometimes causes you to overthink? Or is it like, no, nah, not my expectation. Just just tell us. Share. Um, I definitely overthink about expectations. Uh, that is one of the E's that you mentioned. Um, that I find myself overthinking about um, in various different scenarios, relationships, um, business, uh, personal life, just compared to uh, other people's, what they're, things they're able to do. Um, it was something else you mentioned as well. But I will say that I think a lot of it kind of stems from um, comparison sometimes because you set these expectations for yourself, um, but seeing other people meet those expectations that you have set for yourself um, kind of throws it back in your face and reminds you that you're kind of still waiting to meet the expectation or you're still waiting to get there. Um, for me, a major expectation, I guess that was not met on the timeline that I wanted it to be met was uh, nursing school and my journey through nursing school. It's a very long journey um, for me and nothing went according to plan. And I'm the type of person when things don't go as planned or as I hope they would go, it throws me off completely. Mm -hmm. I am not a person that, I won't say that I don't adapt to change well. Um, I just rather not have yeah. my plans kind of just tossed up. Yeah. Um, I'm learning though as it I grow older. Off. Yeah. I'm learning as I grow older and wiser that, I mean, some things you can't, change is going to happen. You don't have control over a lot of things um, in life. But, I, I don't love when my plans just get um, totally messed up. So with nursing school, that's one of the first things I experienced, I guess, as an adult where I had an idea when something should happen and it did not happen on my timeline. I was totally crushed um, by that. So I learned that firsthand. Um, that caused me to overthink a lot in terms of, it made me even overthink if that's what I was supposed to do with my life. Do I stay in nursing um, because I haven't completed it by the time that I expected it to? Or by the time that other people, other peers um, and classmates and friends were completing the program? Um, so it can cause you to overthink uh, the course of your life or um, what you should be doing or the plans for your life when certain expectations aren't met it makes you begin to doubt like um is this 
desire something that I really wanted. This is something that God really wants for me because it's not mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. in the time that I want it to happen. So, um, yeah, expectations are unmet expectations. Uh, 100% have caused me to overthink. Um, and then unexpressed expectations, too. Um, you were mentioning relationships. That's another example. Um, even if you do express the relationships and it is um, conversations that you've had with a significant other um, or just a person that you're in relationship with, you can express it. But if you're not on the same page, um, that can cause you to overthink as well. And I think that not having um, certain relationships pan out or turn out to what you expect them to or you hope them they would definitely can cause overthinking as well. Um, I've had situations like that in my past happen as well and cause me to overthink. Yeah, those, those um, relationships, I mean, I hate to see saying relationships, but those things that just are unexpected, that hit us, the unexpected mm-hmm. Expectations, you yeah. know, and of course, unexpected expectations are not expectations like, but they completely throw us off. But one of the things that that I had not said, but you did highlight, was the unmet expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, so when we've really worked towards something, when I go to school mm-hmm. and I've mapped out the plan and I've done the coursework and I've done everything, and then boom. Yeah, I hit a, a I hit a brick wall or like for my um, people that I supervise for licensure, they go to school, they complete the degree, they do all the, the things to to pursue licensure and boom, they hit a brick wall of the NCE mm-hmm. and have difficulty passing the test. You know, then you have these unmet expectations. But here's the thing, you know, not all unmet expectations have to remain that way. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you have to not give up. Yeah, right. You have to, yeah, you have to be persistent. Yeah, um, or be determined. Um, I will say those types of unmet expectations are like it's like a gut punch when Absolutely. you. Have, I remember being in the car with you at Piggly Wiggly one day, and I was just like, "What does one say?" Yeah, you know when my supervisees call me and say, "Tarkisha, I didn't pass this time." Like I'm always like, because I'm such an encourager. Like, girl, you got this. Mm-hmm. I know you got this. Like you've been doing the work, blah blah. And so I'm, I'm not only disappointed and sad with them, but I'm surprised because yeah. hell, I said you got it. You yeah, know? and I feel like <laughs> if I said you got it, you got it. You know. Yeah. And so those those unmet ones make you feel like oh, just like for me. It is not that it's closed on a relationship and a baby. Mm-hmm. This, this, this podcast, the, the whole meaning of this podcast really did something to me on Tuesday. And then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up expectations and we'll move, move forward. So I was going to say that, that the... It has not been closed for me about children mm-hmm. and um, marriage. Most people that know me know that I, you know, I want to have my own biological child. I like, I don't really know if I want to have children, but I want to be pregnant. Hmm. 
That's so weird. Huh? I want to do. Pregnancy isn't that crazy. I want. I mean, I remember me. pregnancy. I did not have a bad pregnancy. Even when I went on bed rest, I just it was more scary than feeling bad. I didn't mm-hmm. have morning sickness. If I got sick, it was from eating hot, flaming hot Cheetos because I liked those when I was pregnant. Uh, and then I had a bad back. And so, um, pregnancy wasn't bad, but I want my body to experience that again. Mm-hmm. To where I can remember, it's been over 17 years, so I don't remember that. So, I do want kids, duh. But I really want to experience that, which is why I have not been so gung-ho about adoption. Mm-hmm. Because people always suggest to me that you can get, you can, you know, do adoption. And there are a lot of children that I'm sure can benefit from being with me. But I want that full experience. And so I'm not yeah. closed off to adoption anymore. It's just that it's not my first choice. You know, I would prefer to have a child for, you know, have mm-hmm. my, my own child. And I mean, I'm even open to, um, you know, a donor mm-hmm. at this point. And I'm not talking about somebody seeing me in their droppings. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, the 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 correct, appropriate way to go about getting your, you know, a sperm donor. Yeah. Okay. I don't know the technical terms for that. But anywho, um, so... I was going this week for my annual, and I was supposed to do it, but y'all know I got stuck and gone. I was supposed to do it a couple of months ago, but when most ladies don't like to go to their annual because they don't like all of that touching on their body, you know, what the pap smear feels like and all, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't like to go because I still see the same doctor that delivered Jaden. And... Every year, she asks me about pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like, are you, what's going on? Are you thinking about it? And she would, and once I got to my 30s, she would remind me, you know, you're high risk and, and you're getting older. So, you know, yeah, that comes like a with other concerns. So, not even just a reminder of Jaden for me, but a reminder of what's still not happened, yeah. what's still unmet, what's still an expectation that I have, mm-hmm. but that's unmet. But I'm not like some people. I'm not just going to get a dude like I'm not going to trap a dude, even mm-hmm. though he won't be trapped. He can go, give me the baby. I don't, that's all I want anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I'm not, I don't, I want to be with somebody who has. Uh, um, and I mean, y'all might shoot me out there for saying this, but someone who at least agrees to have a child, Mm -hmm. like, even if we're not uh, completely sure, like we're both of age and we're at the points in our lives where we're like, okay, we want to at least have a child, you know, and we may work in the process as well. I'm not sure, but I, so anywho, I'm I'm fine with that, you mm-hmm. know. And so as I I go, my anxiety starts building because the conversation is going to be had, and then I of course get emotional, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And um, I just feel like, ooh, yeah. you know, I don't want to go. So this week when I was going to the doctor, when I pulled up about. And this always happens because, of course, you're going to an OBGYN and it's at Women's Hospital. There's lots of pregnant people there. Mm-hmm. I see three pregnant people on the lot when I pull up. And I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to have this conversation with Dr. Um, Harris. 
And then I said, you know what? When she asked me today, I'm just going to tell her I decided not to have kids because I couldn't find a partner. Like, I'm just going to tell her I don't want to have a conversation. I'm just, we're just not going to have kids. I mean, I'm just not going to have kids because I didn't have a partner. And I was so worried. I get in there, and she did not even ask me about it. I guess she said, baby, you 40. You about to be 40. <laughs> Give it up. Hang it up. And I know ladies are having babies at yeah. 40, and I'm not. You know, I I believe in the promise. A word that I got this week. This is this is random. This is extra. This is for free. A word that I got this week is not only do I know the promise, but I know the promise keeper. Mm-hmm. So not only do I know all the things that God promised me, those things that have been fulfilled, and those things that are to come, and those things that are happening now, but I know the promise keeper. So I know God is going to keep his promise. He won't fail. That's the thing that he can't do. He cannot fail, right? So he's told me something. So that's not, it's just an unmet expectation. For now, yeah. For now, you know, for now. So Dr. Harris didn't even ask me. She asked me about Jaden. And, she, you know, because she always asks how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I guess she said, baby, you for it. But she gave me bad news and it probably threw her off because yeah. I cried whenever she gave me bad news. She's retiring. This has been my gynecologist and like I said she delivered my child she delivered pay no well, she was she my was OB doctor, yeah but, but, but she, she delivered was out. Ebb's kids mm-hmm. and I think the same thing but anyway she was all of our OB you know she's seen my mom so they've been our life forever mm-hmm. you know and she's retiring so it made me really sad and it made me think about my therapist retired this year mm-hmm. and so did my gynecologist what what is life yeah. coming to you know who's next who's next to retire hopefully me but so, Kelly, one of the things that we do with these um, letters in fudge is give a way that we can combat whatever letters. So when I think about how do we combat expectations, like that overthinking and expectations, mm-hmm. the one that I'll deal with and talk real quickly to is unexpressed expectations. Because I found myself in the last several months in dealing with people, in dealing with business, that I really was expecting things that I had not opened my mouth, mm-hmm. shared a word, you know, at all. And so my advisement here is have conversations. And I think we as people avoid conversations because we don't want to hear the end we result. Don't want, yep. Especially if it's not what you Especially, want. Especially, <laughs> yes, if it's not what we expect, if it's mm-hmm. not going to go the way that we desire. Somebody, one of my older friends, she pointed it out to me. She was like, you don't want to hear the answer. Mm-hmm. That's not helping your situation because then that becomes avoidance. Yeah. You know, and it's still be- building that anxiety, building that overthinking. So if you are having difficulty handling unexpressed, handling overthinking because of unexpressed expectations, start having conversations. Like people say they don't like texting and all that. But I tell people if text is the best way you get it out, Get it out via text, then have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everybody is not the best talk. I and I'm I'm learning to work through that. I'm not the best communicator when it comes to having to speak up for certain things. Some things mm-hmm. I over speak about, but there are some things that I'm not the best communicator. But I can say it in text one because I feel like I'm uninterrupted, right? Um, and I can get it out, and then I go throw my phone and go in the <laughs> other room and you know yeah. worry about it later, right? So unexpressed, start communicating, have conversations because that'll help. Any, anything that you can offer in the area of expectations that you feel like might help. Um, I agree with the communicating depending on um, what 
the scenario is with expectations, um, you know, in relationships, of course, at the very beginning, you disclose, discuss, or express what your expectations are. Um, I think that's the best way. That way, you guys start out on the same page. Um, and and the, of course, we're talking about like romantic relationships. Um, and if everyone gets their expectations out and they don't align, then both people can make an informed decision about how mm-hmm. to move forward. So absolutely communication in that area. And as far as um, you said something earlier about how some people overthink just the possibility of good things happening for them. I am definitely one of one of those people. Um, I'm the person that is not surprised the great things happen for other people and um you know question even question if god wants some of the the things that i want for myself if he wants it for me um i I still to this day have those thoughts and i think that um the best way to negate that or to um combat that is just to um like you say remind yourself that you know the promise keeper um affirm yourself um remind yourself that god does have great things in store for you he does um have great plans in place for you even if it doesn't look exactly like your plans and most of the time it won't (laughs) that's that's an important part to remember um to kind of throw away your whole plan i think michael ty said a while ago in one of his series like throw away your plan or rip up your list or something like that you rip up your list because yep, I, mean, I ripped mine up and I'm like, <laughs> because um a lot of the times you may arrive god may have that same plan for you to arrive at a certain um destination or expectation but the route by which you're going to get there the way that he has prepared for you to take nine times out of ten is not going to look like um the route that you planned for you to take so um just be open to change be flexible um with your life and with your plans um and your expectations and just know that in the end um it's going to be for the better yeah i think that's all i got for that and one thing that I wanted to add to that as you were speaking, I was thinking about unrealistic expectations. Mm, that would be a whole nother. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> and so I'm just going to sum that one up by saying, make sure your expectations are realistic. Yep. Make sure they are realistic. Make sure yeah. you're not creating those unicorns. Mm-hmm. Creating those giants, you know, those things that we make up in our head to make, uh, you know, those self-incited things, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to make sure of that. All right, let's mosey on along. We'll come back. We'll come back another episode, y'all. All All these (laughs) things extra. We don't want to, you know, take up too much of y'all's time. Okay. So, emotions. Mm -hmm. Oh, hold on. Let me, I got something (laughs) for y'all. Hold on, I got something for y'all for emotions. So, the let me give you the definition. Emotions are mental state brought on neurophysiological changes, various, variously associated with thoughts. Feelings, y'all remember that? Behavioral responses, 
and a degree of pleasure or displeasure. Okay. So emotions are mental states brought on by neurophysiological changes variously associated with thoughts, feelings, behavioral responses, and a degree of pleasure or displeasure. And when I thought about emotions, <laughs> this is what the thing think? that came to me. Join with me if you know it. In the words of a broken heart, it's just emotions taking me over. Caught up in sorrow, lost in the stone. But if you don't come back, come home to me, darling. Don't you know there's nobody left in this world to hold me tight? Y'all. Them emotions, them emotions will jack you up. Mm-hmm. And a, a primary keyword was already in the in the um definition, and that's feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I don't feel like I have to go deep. I just wanted y'all to, to connect. Every episode we have connected back to feelings mm -hmm. in some kind of way. It's an old nasty thing that we got to listen. Yeah. That we have to deal with. And so our emotions certainly can cause us to overthink emotions mm -hmm. of sadness, grief, yep. fear, um, anxiety, um, love, yeah. happiness. So I have literally seen people, I remember I just I've literally seen people. They will still overthink and they everything going well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then it's because they're thinking like, is is the ball gonna drop? Is it too good to be? Is true? it too good to be? Uh, true? That's, that's me again. Favorite thing to say. Yep. You know, is things gonna switch up and change? Yep. Like, you know, they you can't cannot even, even enjoy. In peace. Yeah. Can't even cannot enjoy. Yeah. And we talked about it like that. We rob ourselves of that moment. That's what overthinking does to us. Mm -hmm. And I remember this working with this girl and. She was married, and there were other married couples who worked with us, and all the other married couples were having horrible relationship issues. Like, they were having trouble and struggle, but this girl had a thriving marriage, great, mm -hmm. you know, relationship with her um, partner, and, you know, they were, they were good. She started making problems. Mm -hmm. Started questioning. <laughs> I'm like, girl. Enjoy the, the 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 peacefulness, the sanctity yep. of your marriage. You don't have those issues, you know. We will, our emotions will cause us to fight. And when I tell y'all, the last, listen, it really robs us mm -hmm. of a peace of mind. Yep, emotions will, especially when you you ever experienced multiple emotions in mm -hmm. one time. Yeah. Well, your emotions are as confused as you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, my Absolutely. emotions are bipolar. I literally just told uh, Steph that last night. I was like, my feelings vacillate. I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm not good. Yeah. It's like Xanax me, please. <laughs> yes. Okay? Because I tell you what, the truth is, my emotions give me anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally, so probably around... 2017, 2016, 17, when some things were changing at work, is when my anxiety kind of peaked again. So I had anxiety after Jaden, but then my anxiety peaked again. You know, it was triggered by work. Um, and I started feeling it in my body more than anything. And so now 
I know when I'm anxious, when I feel it in my body, it's like I can literally hear mm-hmm. my heart beating. And yeah. I'm like, slow down, ain't nothing going on. But in, in turn, I had everything <laughs> is going on. I'm just like, peace, be still. That worked for Jesus yeah. in the water. Can it work for me? You know? <laughs> So our emotions, we have to learn, just like with our feelings, how to get in trouble, in, in control of them. Mm-hmm. What would you like to offer about um, emotions? emotions. Oh, okay. um, you touched on it. Emotions definitely cause um, us to overthink. And again, like you, we always refer back to relationships. But I, I just I associate feelings with relationship a lot, but um, like you said, it could even be um, grief or fear, anxiety causing you to um, have emotions that cause overthinking. Um, I want to say most of the time when I when my emotions cause me to overthink, it is um, I guess negative emotions that I'm feeling. Um, are impending doom like you like you spoke about i try not to overthink the good too bad but i do have those uh, moments where i'm like um how long is this good you know mm. phase gonna last because i know something you know bad is gotta is gonna come but um it, yeah the the negative or the bad emotions um definitely cause me to overthink as well yeah so yeah so emotions let me tell you it, it's not a whole bunch that we have to provide education about. I think mm-hmm. that we are all well versed in what an emotion is. Yeah. From anger to zealous. I just tried to do an A to Z there. <laughs> you know. So pick any emotion in between that, both mm-hmm. good and bad. There's a way for us to start thinking more about it. If you think about it, all the words that we've discussed in these last in this series or an emotional type word, or it can be connected to an emotion, Mm -hmm. which is likely rooted in anxiety, right? So we have to, one, be aware of our emotions, Mm -hmm. okay? So a lot of times we want to ignore them. We'll be like, I don't really feel that. Oh, that's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. You hear that all the time. Oh, it's not a big deal how I feel. It is a huge deal how you feel. And when we ignore it, we incite the problem we 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 add fuel to the fire when we ignore it because then it's just festering you know i'm gonna leave that over there to grow and then when i have something else that happens to me i'm gonna throw it over there to grow and we grow this big blaze of an issue and now we're wondering why we can't sleep at night Mm -hmm. or why we can't find any peace you know like um we 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 looking for peace everywhere well we got a whole fire going on you can't (laughs) live if you got fire around you're hot you can't sleep. You're suffocating, you know. Yeah. So you have to be aware of your emotions. Mm-hmm. If you are not somebody, um, somebody said, you know, people talk about emotional intelligence. If you're not emotionally intelligent, you need to become that way in order to control your emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I told somebody, I said, I don't think I'm very emotionally intelligent. They say, you know, you are, mm-hmm. but you know exactly what not to do. You know, you know how to go and mess it up for yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know, and sometimes we are that. Sometimes we are the problem. And I think mm-hmm. that it is, I'm the problem in a lot of my situations. Mm-hmm. And I think I have to be mature enough to call that out in yeah. myself. Yeah. And sometimes I just don't want to call it out. I want to wallow. Yeah. You know, sometimes I deserve a, I feel like I deserve a pity party. Mm-hmm. Somebody recently asked me, what's the attitude for? I said, I don't have attitude. It's like, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. 
was like, well, maybe I deserve to have an attitude. They like, no, you don't. <laughs> Get it together. I was like, whatever then. Let's just move on with life. Because <laughs> we clearly, need people like that. We you know, need people and like we that. do. We yeah. do need people like that. Like, snap out of it, yeah. you know? But, I, I mean... Also, people, we're human, so we Absolutely. also deserve to feel. Like, I think Absolutely. that we're talking about emotions and we're talking about combating them. Yes, we want to control our emotions, but I think we also owe it to ourselves sometimes to feel those emotions, to feel those feelings, like to go. I saw it somewhere, or I heard it somewhere recently, the only way out is to go through. So, we definitely... um Owe it to ourselves to kind of work through some of those feelings. Um, and you mentioned anxiety a lot. And I'm thinking that overthinking is like a symptom of anxiety. Well, it is. Right? It is. Like. Yeah. Like. Uh, I, I feel like they work like overthinking can then trigger anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety, anxiety triggers it. Trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a very a simple um, episode, I guess, of anxiety as I was preparing to leave today to make it to my appointment because I was wanting to leave by a certain time. Before I was even ready to leave, I thought about an outfit change and then I just realized my heart started pounding. I even checked my heart rate on um, my Apple Watch because I'm like, I could feel it pounding. What is it? And I'm just like, get it together. This is not even something to be getting worked up. Yeah, to get worked up over. So I had to really do some deep deep breaths. Um, excuse me, to get myself together because I'm just like, this is nothing to get worked up over. But that's how anxiety, it'll take control if you don't mm-hmm. control it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's just a part. I mean, it's just a, a matter of controlling your emotions, owning them, like you said, controlling mm-hmm. them. And then some emotions are hard to take control over. And when you realize that you're having a hard time doing it yourself, I think you seek help. Absolutely. To, to help with that. Absolutely. That's, and that's what I was going to say. If you're ever in a position where you cannot identify what you're feeling, what's causing you to feel that way, mm-hmm. get some help. Yeah. Get some help. I want to leave y'all with something. In the words of a broken heart, it's just emotions taking me over. Sing it with me, y'all. Caught up in sorrow, lost in the song. But if you don't come back, come home to me, darling. Do, 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 do. Nobody left in this world to hold me tight. And there's nobody left in this world to kiss goodnight. Kiss goodnight. All right, we are back. Y'all like that? Y'all like that transition? I haven't sang for y'all in such a long time. Um, oh, I want to give y'all an update. I did say, but I don't ever want to forget this one. So I was doing something at church last night, and they said that I'm gonna be able to be the church comedian. I started to ask you something. I was like, Oh, you gonna have to give up the comedian? Um, nope. <laughs> dream I'm now. gonna be over the comics. I'm gonna be a <laughs> Christian. Comedian. Comedian. We're going to start that ministry at my church. Those don't cuss. <laughs> I'm working on the cussing. I'm going to just say bleep, bleep. You know, I haven't cussed one time in this episode. Right? Uh, yeah. I'm not that horrible of a cursor, but I do tend to, you know, say a colorful word here and there. But yeah, but I was telling somebody about it and they were like, oh, the church don't have no judgment. Huh? <laughs> Because they don't think I'm funny, but everybody at church thinks I'm funny. So I'm going to be like a hosting. 
comedian. Anyway, that's one thing I wanted to share with y'all before we talk about this next E that we I really wanted to 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 come here because I know that there are some people who may encounter this, but we won't spend a lot of time on it because I want to give some time to our last E. Y'all will hear the big fellas move around. They'll calm down for a few minutes. We won't be together much, much longer. Emptiness. So emptiness is the next E that we experience. I mean, that I want to talk about. And I, I'm really speaking of this one from my own um this is really personal. I don't always feel empty, but there are times that I, I, I feel empty. And I'm going to give you guys another word for empty in, in a minute. But the, the technical definition of empty emptiness is the state of containing nothing. The state of containing nothing. And the second definition is the quality of lacking meaning or sincerity, meaninglessness. Ooh, that is a word mm -hmm. for the day. Meaninglessness, okay? So, emptiness. When I think of emptiness, the word that really comes, and it did not come whenever we were doing the use, is unfulfilled. Mm. So, I'm not completely empty. So, if we look at empty, we think about something that has nothing in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's dry. There's absolutely nothing there, and we feel away because of it, right? I never feel like there's completely nothing there, but mm -hmm. sometimes I do feel unfulfilled, mm -hmm. you know. And if you're like me, Sugar Ray, go on about your business. Okay? Cause I'm a cuss. If, <laughs> if you're like me. You know, people look at you and they're like, you have this going for yourself. And you mm -hmm. have this going on. Yeah, What do you mean you're not fulfilled? What do you mean that you feel empty sometimes? You have all of this. You know, but then you have those expectations that you have that have gone unmet. Mm -hmm. And you don't feel completely full. That doesn't mean that you are not happy. You know, that doesn't mean that you are not, you know, content. Mm -hmm. It just that means that sometimes I'm thinking about, you know, that I have this space in me. I have this thing that is not met, this thing that's unfulfilled, you know, this thing that lingered. Uh, it, for me, it's a lingering feeling. Or like you were saying a little bit earlier, sometimes it's a reminder of what's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hold on, y'all. got to deal with my child. Now, look. You were in there whining, so I let you out. But we don't need help over here. Get, get back. We don't need help. I let you out because you were whining. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know they don't know how to. And here come the other one. I'm going to put y'all up. Just pet him one time so he can go on about his business. They don't even care if I pet him. Okay. I'm so sorry if that's a distraction, y'all. You know, one of those D's we talked about, but here we go. So, anywho, emptiness is when you are feeling that that lack of something, mm -hmm. meaningless, something that is not there. And I'm not sure if a lot of people experience that, but I know when it comes to family, even though I have family, mm -hmm. right? I yeah. have sisters, I have nieces and nephews, I have mom and grandfather, 
cousins, people that I'm connected to that I talk to every day, you know, make me feel loved. I don't have my own family. Mm-hmm. When it comes down and y'all talking about, oh, we're going to do family pictures, I'm like, my dogs ain't going to cooperate. <laughs> Who am I going to do a family picture with, you know? Or think about this is having so much. When we would, like, go on, like, little outings and mm-hmm. you and Elle both have y'all date. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh I'm just coming tag along, you know? Yeah. And I just know that the Lord is going to bless me with a husband that is simply amazing and helps me forget all of these, you know, times that I feel that I felt empty. But, you know, there there I have to be honest with y'all and with the world that there are times that I feel like I remember you, Candace and I were i don't know if we were eating crawfish that day or we were eating mix i don't remember but it was like in the last couple of months and i was like i asked candace and i asked her this because she's single she lives alone Mm -hmm. you know no children things and she don't even have dogs she's scared of cat um i said do you ever feel alone Mm -hmm. do you ever feel lonely and she was like no and i i think i had been feeling lonely that day Mm -hmm. And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, because I, I just often wondered if people who live by themselves, like yeah. I wasn't trying to project what I was experiencing on her, but I was like, I wonder if people who, because there's this meme is like people who live by themselves go a week without talking to anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and it may not truly be a week, but if I didn't work, who else I'm talking to? Yeah. I mean, like verbally having a conversation, yeah. you know, we made texts and stuff. So... The, the emptiness that I'm talking to is that unfulfillment when you feel, and, and that makes me overthink. It makes me think about when this is going to happen. Now, it's, it is very minor because I don't feel totally empty. I have a great career. I, like I said, I do have a relationship with family and I have amazing friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are things about my life that I'm like, I'm still in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm waiting on my name to be calling a doctor, taking so much time with the person who's before me, mm-hmm. you know, or the people who are before me. And so I'm, I'm still waiting and I'm learning. My pastor talked about a couple of weeks ago having faith and patience. So, mm-hmm. so having faith and patience because the promise keeper is coming, you know, yeah. it's having faith to believe that he's coming and the patience to wait and for him patience. to arrive, you yeah. know. And it's a it's a good combination, but Lord, I have faith, you know, and I talk about that all the time. But the patience to wait for it, mm-hmm. and yeah, the faith might be the easy part. The faith when it when you put faith and patience together, mm-hmm. faith is way easier yeah. than patience, you know, because patience really tests you, mm-hmm. you know. Faith, you can have a little bit of that. Yeah, you need a lot of patience. You need a yeah. lot of patience, you know. So that's when, and depending I, on how patient you gotta be, shows how much faith. Because exactly. <laughs> your faith may begin to waver exactly. you, while you're being, while you're waiting, yeah. while you're trying to exercise patience. You're right about that. So emptiness. When I talk about that, you guys, I'm talking about being unfulfilled. Anything you want to add there? Um, no, I agree with, with what you've said, um, and I guess I can understand it too. Um, feeling unfulfilled. I mean, I, I experienced that too, even though, I, I mean, I have a family, I have people that I'm always around, um, but there are still things. I just think that we are a people that always want something more than what we have or want something different. Enough. Yes. So I feel like uh, to some extent, everybody um, experiences 
a feeling of feeling unfulfilled or empty at some point in time um even if we really shouldn't because i think celebrities even want more they could have it pretty all. much yeah access to, to anything have all this money but they're still going to want something more and you know we're that same way um so i've definitely had experiences where I, there's something i'm craving um or hoping for yeah and I, I I feel that. I feel that it's like, okay, when you just said we never have enough, I want to reiterate the way that we attract more is gratefulness. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear that all the I time. The too. way we attract our blessings is gratefulness. So here's my potential cure for emptiness. If you overthink for emptiness, in those moments that you're feeling unfulfilled, and you're feeling like okay something is missing or you're feeling like there's a hole there i want you to intentionally take time and space to write physically write the things that you have Mm -hmm. i have a flourishing career Mm -hmm. i have a family that loves me i have a niece who Keisha whenever I walk around I got a nephew who think I'm rich and he thinks I'm famous and he thinks I'm amazing I have another niece who loves to come here but she only want to come because of the dogs but she really does like me you know <laughs> I have sisters that look up to me I have a mom who's proud of me I have a grandfather and a dad who's proud of me you know mm-hmm. write those things that you do have what I want you to chat what I'm challenging us to do because I'm right here with you guys is to then shift my focus on what from my have nots mm-hmm. to my haves to fill my cup because sometimes we're empty just because we need to be refilled mm-hmm. it's not that we're actually empty come on Tarkisha, don't preach on this podcast mm-hmm. sometimes we're empty just because we need to be refilled yeah. our car can only go so far before it needs gas mm-hmm. Gas reminds the car that it can go. It can only go so far before it needs an oil change, right? So the same thing with us. We can only go so far before I'm filled up again, Mm -hmm. before I'm reminded of, girl, yes, you know, you do have a, you have a beautiful home by yourself. You didn't have to do that with anybody. You know, you have a career that's actually, you're helping people. The clients keep coming back and they're sending people, you know. So I want you to intentionally take to, I mean, the smallest thing that you think is insignificant can help fill your tank. It helps put gas in you. It helps mm-hmm. put gas in your car. You know, sometimes we like, oh, I'm going to just put $5 so I can get to the next place. Literally, if you can only find five things to put your $5 in your self tank to get you to the next thing to where your eyes are at least open so you can start seeing the other things that fill you, that's what I want you to do. You know, because a lot of times we do have things. We just have not taken time to recognize. Yeah. And I like what you said about refilling your cup because the more you just harp on the things you don't have, there's no refill happening there. Exactly. You're just absolutely reminding nothing. yourself. It's a I torture. Don't have, I don't have. Right. It's tar- You are torturing yourself right. with that overthinking. And we've talked about Right. Stop. We've talked about that, you know. Um, so yeah, so fill your cup. That's what I want you to take time. Every time you start feeling empty, if you're like me and you have those moments, some people don't have time to feel empty, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But if you like me, where you have, when you have nights 
that you're by yourself and everything is quiet and, you know, everybody's off into their own world and you're by yourself and you're reminded or, you know, you go to dinner. This happens to me often. I don't even sit at a table anymore if I go by myself. I sit at the bar, which mm -hmm. I like to sit at the bar. Yeah. You know, but I don't sit at the uh, at a table anymore. But then you see all the families there together and, mm -hmm. you know, there's a big lump in your throat when you're trying to swallow your food or your drink because you're like, oh, that's what I don't have. Yeah. In that moment, remind yourself that you can afford to bring yourself to dinner. Because mm -hmm. you could be eating a turkey sandwich at home. You probably you should be eating you a turkey should. I know that I should be eating a turkey sandwich at home. But I, I, I can afford to do this. So and that's some what I... people are dying to get to a restaurant by themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that's my friends too. always tell me, like, Keisha... You don't understand. I wish I could have that one-on-one -on -one time or that mm -hmm. private time, you know. And I get that. But y'all have it so much, you know. And so I'm mm -hmm. grateful for it. And I'm going to continue to embrace it and accept it while I have it now. You know, because one day my time going to be so filling. I'm like, gosh, I got to take these kids to soccer practice. And this one has dance. I got to cook my husband a meal. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, I'm so full and busy, you know. So, yeah. All right. All right, y'all. Hold on, y'all. The nephews, they distracting me, and I can't keep doing that. Yep, that's what happens when you distract me while I'm working. Okay. Last E that we're going to deal with, which I think for some of us, and I've been looking at the poll, and the poll will continue to be up there for at least, you know, it'll be gone by the time you guys hear this. Uh, podcast or maybe I'll run it again but exits and endings and so whenever I got um the word I just text Kelly exit well you know I was giving her um the the information and she was like I don't know what you mean by exit and then endings came to me mm -hmm. And so, let me explain. So, when I think about exits and endings, I think about when, th when people leave, when things leave, when, when relationships come to an end, when partnerships come to an end, when businesses come to an end, when things close out, when they're no longer. And I think some things we, we prepare to part with, right? Or some things, it's our decision, to part with. Mm -hmm. But then there are some things that unexpectedly end or exit in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think when we have those endings and exits that we were not prepared for, those are the periods that we tend to overthink, you know, and process and reprocess mm -hmm. and try to understand and try to figure out and try to analyze and try to work it out. And sometimes so much that we go back to the thing that's unhealthy for us, mm -hmm. that's damaging for us, that was a detriment, you know. And I think about a job. I knew y'all thought I was going to say a relationship, but no, y'all got enough of my relationship business. <laughs> I think about a job that I was at for years, okay. I moved. It, it, I tell people I grew up professionally in that job. And they taught me so much and I learned so much there and then I started to plateau and I would well I should say shouldn't say plateau I was still growing professionally but there really was 
almost like no ceiling for me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it was my end there, but I was comfortable, right? It, I tell people all the time, it's familiar. I was just talking to a friend of mine last week, and I was like, we go back to things because it's familiar. Mm-hmm. I know how to do it. When I think about sore and when I reach rough patches in sore, I tell people all the time, oh, I'll go back to this job. I know how I could do that with my eyes closed. You know, I could stay in bed and do that all day, you know, because it's what's familiar. But that thing ended for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, historically with jobs, I'll stay a long time. Now, well, let me say this. If I don't like a job, I will leave, but I'm going to find another job. But if I'm good at something and it's producing what I need and if I'm comfortable, you know, I probably had to be there eight hours a day. I probably worked three hours, you know, because I was efficient and quick at what I did. And I'm managing, you know, no boss work eight hours. I'm just saying. Right. So if I when 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 it was time to go, it was a struggle leaving there because no boss works eight hours. If I got to go somewhere else. I might not be able to go get my nails done. I might not be able to go get my hair braided on the clock. I might not be able to tell them I'm working for home and I'm watching TV all day, you know, or I'm at work watching TV, you know, so we, we stay in a complacent place because we don't want to see what's on the other side of it. But then we're on the side of this, we're on the complacent side of the fence, Mm -hmm. peeking over like, what's over there? Mm -hmm. So then we're thinking about what am I missing? What opportunities might be over there? What door might be over there? Oh, these people sure get on my nerves over here. I hear people always say, I'd rather deal with the devils I know. But the devils over there might might not be. Might not be any devils. It may be, you know, peace and, you know, all good things over there. And so we harp on exits and endings because Mm -hmm. of the unknown is what I believe. Yeah. Um, The idea of... leaving or ending something that you're used to does bring anxiety um I will say I don't think since I've been in my nursing career nursing profession I don't think I've had anxiety about leaving a place or leaving a job um jobs ending I am okay with it as long as I find something that I that appears to be um, a better opportunity for me um but definitely relationships ending um, unexpectedly or expectedly. I mean, if it's something that you're in and truly um, care about a person um, or once experienced good times with a person, then that's something that's a difficult, a, a difficult transition. And um, uh, I don't know if exits or endings with losing people i guess like that pass away and stuff if that falls into that too well i think it connects to grief yeah grief that we experience yeah so um that absolutely can cause um you know overthinking i I guess not so much overthinking because you know that uh, people it's a it's natural that people are going to uh um pass away but it definitely does um cause some emotions that may mm-hmm. cause uh, overthinking. So absolutely, this and expectations is probably uh, the two E's that I that resonate with me the most when it comes to overthinking. Um, endings and uh, expectations. And because endings can, if it's an unexpected ending. <laughs> mm, you 
wrap them too together. Yeah, huh? man, that can be something serious. A and yeah, A and D this week. Yes, that can be something serious if it's unexpected ending or exit. Um, money exiting Ooh, causes me to that always think. <laughs> um, that gives me anxiety. So yeah, definitely, definitely things ending and exiting my life that you want to hold on to um can cause you to overthink but like you said um oftentimes on the flip side once you like release that thing um the freedom yeah there's usually a promise absolutely that follows that um ending or a new beginning yeah and i was just about to say when things end something new has to begin but we are so afraid Mm -hmm. like i was saying of the unknown like we're so afraid to let go like when there Mm -hmm. is sometimes so much better what comes to mind is that little meme y'all know i'm kind of semi-mean queen queen. If I'm with clients, if I'm helping you, I probably did my research in a meme, okay? <laughs> but there's this meme where it's a picture of Jesus and a little girl. And, uh-huh, she's and, holding the bear. Yep. And he has this big one, but she's like, mm-hmm. I want to keep it, you know? And we think, I want to keep this relationship. And at yep. least he comes home at night. At least he, you know, he tells me I'm pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's emotionally abusive. Yeah. And he is um, distant. Mm-hmm. You know, he's closed off. Well, at least this job is paying the bills, uh, but you there 12 hours a day and you only getting paid for eight. Mm-hmm. You know, they calling you all the time. At least she my friend and she hang out with me sometimes, but she talks about you behind your back. You know, mm-hmm. we're afraid to let go of things because they've been connected to us for so long, but they yep. no longer serve us a purpose. And we're thinking about, well, what is life going to be without him? Mm-hmm. What is life going to be out without this friend? What is life going to be like without this job? I got one word better (laughs) yeah exactly we're afraid to be uncomfortable yes and i i'm i'm not talking to you i'm talking to me too Mm -hmm. you know i i have i tell people often and i learn valuable lessons from it but i also could have learned the lesson quicker i i have stayed my past three relationships i stayed in them probably each one of them two or three years too long Mm. And so I literally was just talking to this with my girlfriends on Monday. Like I have 15 years of my life that went mm-hmm. into relationships that left me with nothing. Yeah. Like left the one with Jaden's dad. I don't even have the baby mm-hmm. to show for it. You know, the one after him, nothing. He he wanna hey big hit me one day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-uh, uh-uh. The last one, nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. The there are literally things that there they were things that I held on to that didn't even serve me a yeah. purpose. Yeah. You know, there are jobs that we stay on and we are literally not growing. We are actually riding away. I know people that stay on jobs just because they're comfortable there and then they start losing the skills that they have. Mm. You know, and so then if they do decide to leave, they got to go and read create those skills you know or relearn those skills right i will say this because i want to be clear exits and endings can be scary Mm -hmm. because we don't know what exists you know i don't know if i'm gonna make it by myself when i've been in this long-term relationship Mm -hmm. and i have these children to take care of i don't know if i'll be able to pay the bills and support my 
household while I'm trying to build this business if I let go of this job. Mm-hmm. We, we really don't know until we step out there and do it. Now, I am not a fool. I'm not a fool to say, just leave your job. Mm-hmm. Just leave your husband, your marriage, your, you know, your partnership, whatever. If there's abuse, absolutely. Leave, let's figure it out together once you leave. But if it is something that you can be in and create a plan, mm-hmm. do that. This literally just came to mind. And I'm going I'm to talk about it without asking your permission because it ain't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So, Kelly, whenever I move back to Baton Rouge, Kelly will come and stay with me often, right? And then, Kelly, after... I moved into the house and you transferred mm-hmm. and you stayed with me basically that summer. And I remember you were like, well, I'm going to go back home to mama house because it's close to school. And I was like, oh, my stupid self. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should stay. Just get up earlier. You know, I should let her go home, y'all. Because then she stayed there and she bought a baby there. Right. And Kelly comes with how many line sisters? 13. 13 line sisters. And they little friends <laughs> that they made in college. And her best friend. And a boyfriend, okay? We talking about this years later, so it's all right now. But so there was all, which I like them too. I, I genuinely have a relationship with most of Kelly friends. I meet people all the time. They think we look alike. I mean, we do look alike, but. I have a relationship with most of Kelly friends because that I would be around them all the time. I remember there was one time, I'm getting to a point here. There was one time that y'all bought me a hotel room mm. so y'all can have a house to y'all. And then they lost my dog that night. Yeah. My very first Is dog. Is that the night. time that the hole got put in the wall too? And a hole got put in my <laughs> my wall. Yep. Yep. They they did some things. So anyway. Eventually, so then eventually Kelly has a baby, and I was just like, it's time for Kelly to go. I don't know what came over me, but not that I wanted Kelly, because I was sad, you know, when she left, but I'm like, by this time, I definitely was living by my, I hadn't had a, of course I first had a roommate, Mm -hmm. but Kelly and her boyfriend and her baby were there, and I'm like, I'm I just got a room here. That's what I remember saying. My boyfriend wasn't there 24-7. He was there. How? Okay. 20 then. Yeah. 27. Okay. Maybe not one day. But he was there. He was all. And I mean, it wasn't a big deal. I literally used to be like, I just got a room at the house. I just got, you know, that's my space back there, right? Well, I mean, I feel like that now. The dogs own this house and I just live in my room. But anywho, I remember like thinking, okay. I'm going to ask her why. I can't remember exactly how I asked her, but I remember I looked up some apartments that day. And I got I left work early. I said, I'm a, when she walk in this house, we're going to have a conversation. Because I'm like, I don't know why she wouldn't want to. I, I mean, I don't have rules. There was not a whole lot Kelly had to do. So I could see why she want to stay there. But I'm like, I had my... I had my own place. 
you know, by that age. Eve had her own place by that age. I have this thought about my mom and dad's children. We're all successful. So each of us should be doing these thriving things. I feel the same way about David like that. He should at least have the opportunity because we all, you know, no, no Wallace girl, Wallace boy left behind, right? Mm -hmm. So when Kelly came in, I said, you know, I want to have a talk with you. And if you guys know me, it's hard for me to have difficult conversations. And I don't, I tell this, I tell this to people all the time. Me and Ebony, we gonna argue and we gonna fuss, and it be some ugly things that's probably said. But Kelly wanna fight, and so if we get into something, I be like, man, I'm gonna have to fight Kelly. Like, it, we're not just gonna have a conversation. Like, we gonna have to fight, and that she over here shaking her head because she knows yeah. the truth. Like, and I'm like, I don't wanna have to fight this girl, right? <laughs> So when she came in, I asked, I said, well, Kelly, I want to have a talk with you. So she wouldn't put her stuff down or whatever. And she's like, and I said, you know, why won't you get an apartment? Why, why have, or do you want to live on your own? Something like that. And do you remember what you said? Mm-mm. She's like, I'm scared. Mm. I don't remember. I don't remember the conversation. Now, I remember that you, you know, it, like it was time you helped me find the apartment, all that kind of stuff. I don't remember the conversation this, you know, to that extent, though. You don't think you did it on your own, do you? No, I just told oh, you I remember okay. you having oh. you telling me that. She shot to come home like, Keisha, I want to move out. Baby, no. was at that place the next day, okay? But you were like, I'm scared. I'm scared to fail. I'm scared. Like, what if I can't pay the bills? What mm-hmm. if I can't? And I remember telling Kelly, oh, we're not going to let you fail. Yeah. If I have to help you pay your bills. But this is something you need to experience. Now, I was, and, and we did probably within the next two months, mm-hmm. Kelly was moving out. And I mean, I had just put that pool there. Like, we really was about to be there. Yeah. My relationship basically ended after that. So, I was there back mm-hmm. by myself, you know. But... If that wasn't that, well, it was super valuable because you then did get out on your own. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a valuable lesson. But it also was a lesson for here. Some t- for this moment right now, sometimes we're afraid that we're going to fail. So we avoid that ending mm-hmm. when there is prosperity on the other yeah. side of that. Have you ever missed a bill? Nope. Have you ever been evicted? Nope. Have God. you ever had lights turned off or water turned off? You know? Thank the Lord. No. Never. You <laughs> I ain't know. have to go back to mama's. Never went back to yes. my... I tell people all the time, I, I went back to my mama's house two weeks while my apartment was getting ready when I moved from Lafayette. That's it. You I know. wouldn't go back to mama's. Sorry, mama. I would come back <laughs> she here. She ain't listening to this. No way. She probably like, I don't know what they talking about on that topic. But no. So I'm saying, sometimes we're so afraid of exits mm-hmm. and endings when there really are beautiful beginnings mm-hmm. to it. You know, yep. you and Pay were able to have Y'all own space and then start living a life. And now she had her own house. You yeah. know, and if I, Kelly could, she'll be in that back room. I wouldn't have to wait for her to drive over here for this podcast. <laughs> I would have been knocking on the door. Kelly, you ready to if record? I, um, I use, tell people about that though. Um, often, if they're in a similar situation, I have a friend whose sister was seen with her. I don't know if she's still seen with her, but, um, and I've told her that story whenever she, you know, was trying to figure out um, how to move forward with that situation. I use that example a lot. Like, I came to a point, or it came to a point where I was grown and I had a child. And my sister was just like, okay, it's time for you to have a place on your own, you know, of your own. 
or whatever. And I appreciate it because I need it was something I hadn't done before, you know, so I needed the I guess the guidance to be able to do it. Um and then, you know, I could take it from there. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, a little push that I needed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't even realize that that we need that. So I'm happy to have help. And I mean, I struggled with that for a long time. But if it, if it didn't mean anything until now, you know, for me, mm-hmm. you know, that there literally are some really good things on the other side mm-hmm. of, of an ending yeah. or exit. There's a beautiful relationship waiting for you, friend. Yeah. If you're if you are contemplating leaving and you're contemplating if you're gonna find somebody that's just for you, I promise you are. There is a job that is ideal for you, a great schedule, great colleagues, people to work with and see every day. I mean benefits that are gonna blow your mind, insurance that's gonna help your pockets, pay that is going to take you into the next tax bracket. There's that job. There are beautiful people that are waiting to friend you just as soon as you get rid of those friends who mean you no good. And I mean, it is hard to say bye. It is hard to have endings. I'm not telling you guys something that I walk away from these things easily. I often overthink why a thing ended. It, mm-hmm. it, it really bothers me when things end. But I have literally been the witness that... Even if I take a long time to end it, it's something better. If mm-hmm. it's only peace. Like, I haven't been, since my last relationship, I haven't been in another, you know, committed relationship. I've dated and I date now and I see people and I meet people and talk to people. I'm not a good dater. I'm trying to figure that out. I guess I need to talk about that in therapy. But there was peace mm-hmm. on the other side. Of, and when I thought I wouldn't be happy by myself, I'm content. Yeah. You know, every peace day is, is not peace. Peace is, is enough. enough. I ain't wondering. Thing. I ain't doing all the things that I, I did in that relationship that was driving me crazy, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. Anything that you'd like to add to the exes mm-hmm. and endings? So, no one way. thing I want to just re- encourage you guys, in though, if you fear or if you overthink because of exit and endings, I want to just encourage you to know that there are beautiful beginnings. When you end things, they're beautiful beginnings. The longer you stay in there, the longer you prevent what's for you to come. I, yeah. I think about it all the time. As long as I stay in this jacked up relationship, I pushed my, my prince charming mm-hmm. away. My therapist told me this, and then we'll wrap up because we've been together a while yet again. Mm-hmm. My therapist told me this. She said, you know, when I was in my last relationship, she was like, you got to end that relationship. And I'm like, no, he the one. He just got to get it together. And she was like, she said, man, imagine it like this. What if there's, what if, what if your relationship was a scene, right? And the next act can't come onto the stage until this scene ends. Mm-hmm. They're waiting in the wings, but they cannot present themselves until you clear Another man not going to approach you when they know you got a constant. Like, dating is different. Mm-hmm. But if they constantly see you as somebody that, that, you know, it seems like there's a commitment, no other man is going to make his way, you know, on the scene. She said, you got somebody waiting in the wings, but you got this jackass. They're going to cuss word for y'all today. <laughs> got a jackass on the um, stage. Mm-hmm. Get him up. In the spotlight. In the spot. I mean, and what? Let's not even talk about that. But anywho, 
Y'all, something is waiting in the wings, and I want that thing to come onto the stage for you. So go ahead. Take your time. Do not be pressured into it because it is your decision. But I do want you to know it's something beautiful on the other side of that for you. Embrace those endings. Embrace those endings. Mm -hmm. Yep, and eat. Embrace the endings. Embrace the exits. Sometimes they mean us well. So, y'all, we talked about a lot. I hope there was something or some things that you have grabbed and will take with you um, on your journey as you be uh, continue to kick that habit of overthinking to stop that ish. I hope that you take some of the, um, the, the techniques that we've talked about and shared today. Kelly, anything that you'd like to say um, about the episode, about the podcast, about overthinking, and share with them how they can get in touch with you in order to um to to get merch or um your services or even your corner chats how they can view those yeah um i'll say that actually talking about this on the podcast helped me realize you know some things that cause me to overthink and things that make me anxious and i think that even the uh, suggested tools can help me um, come back. Some of these things like the expectations and the exits and emotions that I deal with that cause me to overthink. Um, so I've enjoyed this discussion and I hope that you listeners um, are able to take some things away that you can apply um, to your own lives. Um, again, I'm the owner of The Coaching Corner and you can follow my Instagram. It's at the dot coaching dot corner um and you can also uh friend me on facebook i share things as well uh there from the coaching corner um my name is kelly wallace on facebook um i also have a youtube channel the coaching corner where i share um corner chats which is just um episodes of myself and some uh very wise friends of mine um about different topics like a uh, passion and purpose and relationships and um last year at the end of the year we did an end of the year check-in so be sure to check those out as well um and follow the coaching corner and stay tuned for um just new merch dropping and different um events that i may be hosting or speaking at um, again i hope you guys enjoyed and i look forward to seeing you guys on instagram and facebook all right. And so if you've made it this far on the podcast, we thank you for spending your Tuesday or whatever day of the week you are listening to this. I encourage you to share this podcast. Go back and listen to it because it is a lot. And I want to make sure you got everything that we had to offer. And here's a very, very special thing. You guys know that I'm a therapist, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. And I always say that I'm not accepting clients, right? Yes. Yes, that's true. Guess what? I am now accepting clients. I have had some changes in SOAR, and so I am accepting new clients. If you are in need of therapy services and you are in the Louisiana um, area or Texas area, I am licensed in both Louisiana and Texas. I am currently working on Mississippi. I want you to check out my website, which is www.soarcounselingbr.com. Dot com soar s o a r counseling br dot com and there's information there about how you can contact me for therapeutic services we go way deeper in therapy than we do remember i always tell you guys 
This podcast is not something you do in lieu of therapy. It is something that you can use in conjunction, a resource, a tool um, in conjunction with your healthy therapeutic journey. So if you're looking for a therapist and if you're in Louisiana or Texas and are open to virtual therapy, I am now accepting clients. Reach out to me. Check me out on um, the website. Hit me up on Instagram if you forget the website and just want to be able to connect real quick. And I'm happy to do that. Other than that, you guys go forth. You do great things. Be amazing. And don't you ever forget that you are worth best case scenario. Chat soon. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Think Yourself Crazy podcast. Listen, I need you to share, rate, and review. That's right, share, rate, and review. Before I let you go, allow me to leave you with this. If you're going to overthink, think intentionally. And as Philippians 4, 8 through 9 suggests, summing it up all, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Remember this, you too are worth best case scenario. Chat soon.